Hello, and welcome to Artbox. I'm your host, Jason. In this episode, I sit down with Sally Canizari, an artist and gallery president of Washington Printmakers Gallery. We talk about her work and practice, as well as Washington Printmakers Gallery. So sit back, buckle in, and here we go. I carry a camera with me wherever I go. In fact, I, 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 I do most of my work on a very, I, essentially a point and shoot. Uh, in a very good point and shoot. Point and, shoot. Um, and so I do, so in my photography in general, um, in, and I like architectural stuff. I like city stuff. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, my past background in my academic training is not in art. Um, my undergraduate degree is in history and then I have a, a master's degree in urban planning and a law degree. So, and that kind of comes out because I get interested in doing urban urban stuff and I kind of look at it that way. So a lot of it is, um, but a lot of it is just things that interest me visually. Yeah. So I have a lot of work that is, I do have a lot of work that's kind of city and urban histories and stuff. I got into doing the lenticulars. So talking about the lenticulars. Um, the first ones I did, I had I had submitted to do a solo show for Washington Project for the Arts that in the note, they had a program of a lobby project program where they had a space that was in the lobby of a building in the Noma neighborhood. I got the idea of proposing the program, uh, proposing an exhibit that I wanted to portray change in the neighborhood and how the neighborhood had changed over the longer term and also how what you saw changed from moment to moment. So I did some flat photographs that were of one building trying to do a sort of a ruined cathedral kind of thing of, you know, of in different light with different things reflecting in this building because right. it's a very reflective building. But I also decided to do these lenticulars as a way of showing. So those were done with historic photos of particular area corners and then went back and tried to duplicate as much as I could the same view with in the modern setting and what it did was both show how the neighborhood changed over time but then some of them chose were about kind of how views of what's good urban renewal had changed over time so like the Woody's warehouse hasn't changed much at all because what they did rather than tear it down this time around was repurpose it and the Yulin Center, which is now what um, Urban Outfitters, not Urban Outfitters, REI. So anyway, so those, that got me started doing these lenticulars. I'm an artist who captures images with a camera, digital images, and then turns them into pictures on paper. Yeah, I'm kind of used the camera and the printer and digital technology to make pictures and pieces. Mine don't look very photographic at all. They look more like they look more like prints. That's kind of the thing. Yeah, and then I do sculpted stuff. So do you use like a Lightroom and Photoshop? I or? do all my work in Lightroom. I'm oh. I'm I'm lousy at Photoshop. <laughs> the only thing I do in Photoshop is when I create prints for my lenticulars. Right. But otherwise I'm minimal at that. I mean I literally I literally, I take them into Photoshop and I literally copy a slice and paste it to another. The way I do them, I don't know, did I show you? Well, now you've got me on, I, I can show you an example. Yeah, go ahead and show me a sample, yeah. Basically what I do is I take two pictures. This one, this is, this is a print that 
got messy. And it's this is actually a piece I made that features, it combines a photograph I took of some students. The day, remember the day last year when all the students walked out of school and went down to the Capitol uh, to, after after the, the Parkland shooting. And so, and then the historic picture in this is Mary Beth and John Tinker, who were suspended from school during the, in 65, I think, during the Vietnam era. And their case went to the Supreme Court and is the case that stands for the proposition that students don't leave their First Amendment rights at the schoolhouse door. And the reason I chose that to combine with it is if you heard um, Emma Gonzalez's We Call BS speech, she actually mentions the tinkers in that speech. Um, she talks about how we are going to be, we are going to make history, we the students. Right. We're going to be like the tinkers. And so that was a good one to combine. So basically what I do is I take the pictures into Photoshop and um, put up, put the two, put picture one, picture two, and then create a blank screen in right. three. And then I just basically go through, copy a slice of picture one, paste it. Copy a slice of picture two, paste it. Copy a slice so that you end up with something like this. Yeah. And then this gets folded yeah, so to create right. the lenticular. Ah, uh, okay, I got and you. And so the way the lenticular works is if you look from one side, you see one picture, and from the other, the other side, side, you, you see, see the other picture. And as you move around them, as you're walking across, you see a kind of blended uh, look. It'd be interesting to light in the space. You know, the interesting thing about lighting them that is actually kind of interesting, I had a show at um, the Fisher Gallery in Alexandria, or in, um, yeah, in, in Nova Alexandria yeah. last year, and the guy who did the lighting, there were some lenticulars in that, and he realized that you need to light them from two sides. Yeah, he that's... basically said, these are two pictures. So he aimed the lights in both directions. But at any rate, um, it was the first time that they had someone come in and really look and arrange the lighting after it was hung. And what was interesting was that we hung the show and I kind of looked around and then I took a break and came back after the guy who did the, who had come in. Oh my gosh. You know, it was like, yeah, the work looked, so, the, the difference made by the lighting being on it. But I think yeah. a lot of visual oh, yeah. artists and, and often you find yourself, people find themselves, you know, hanging oh i i hung in a restaurant that will be re remain nameless as so many people off oh, as yeah. so many artists find themselves doing and yeah. it's like you can't see the work yeah like in certain situations like that when you're hanging in an establishment like that you're kind of just have to work with the lighting you know they don't you know they just think it's enough that you give them more. Yeah, I think a lot of artists, frankly, are just so grateful to get their work hung yeah. that, and they don't feel that they're in a position that can be very demanding. And so what happens is, um, you know, it gets hung. But, um, but it, yeah, the lighting makes a huge... And, and often the businesses feel they're doing you a good deed and everything. Right. But the reality is that the work just doesn't, look as good so i think and it's a very subtle kind of thing it's i think it's something that artists don't always think about i mean i know that to tell the truth yeah you do have to think about it that way yeah, yeah. well and sometimes too it's like a lot of people are so concentrated on what they're going to put up and how they're going to put it up is that lighting is usually the one of the last things they think about mm -hmm. they go, oh i just need to throw some light on it and i'm done and yeah 
you're, you're right to kind of say that it, it, you need to think about the light, especially if you're in a, a space that doesn't have adequate lighting. You're going to have to find a way to work with that. Yeah. Be willing to ask the establishment if they can move the lights or if they'll allow you to do it. Try to really make sure you get the quote unquote hot spot right where you need it on yeah. your image. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's showing. How did you get involved with the Washington Printmakers Gallery? Okay. Well, and don't tell me that your story was that your car broke down in front of it because I don't believe you. No, that's not true. <laughs> actually, we took the dog for a paw reading. That's actually how I okay. came in. I, but anyway, okay. What happened was there's a beauty parlor a couple of doors down that was raising money for the Humane Society. And the gimmick was you could come in and have it, your dog could have a paw reading. Ah, um, I, I mean, they had somebody to do a, you know, so um, a gypsy on the uh, gypsy on the street corner. No, this no, was... it was, it was a fundraiser for the Washington Animal okay. Rescue League. Okay. Our dog is this adorable dog from the Washington Animal Rescue League. So my daughter and I went to take the dog to have her paw read and help raise money for the Washington Animal Rescue League. And we're walking up the street and I'd seen printmakers when it was up in Silver Spring. Right. And I wasn't sure they would take photographers for a long time. So anyway, so we came in and I asked and the artist who was sitting that day was encouraging and took my card and said, you know, we'll get back to you. And then a while later, Ron Meek, who was then the president of the gallery, called me up on the phone. And so I applied and joined. And yeah. then eventually you became the gallery yeah, I became, coordinator? No, then, no, I became the president. We do not me. have, oh. we do not, the gallery does not have um, a professional. In the in years gone by, the gallery did have. So when they yeah. started, the gallery had, and for a lot of years they did. But at the end of 2015, decided to go all artist run. And so I joined in late 2016 and somehow rather by the fall of 2017 I think I was coming in as I I became the president um yeah I wow. I'm I, I yeah moving on up <laughs> no I think it was just I think it was just the circumstances yeah yeah so anyway yeah so I I sucked in and more actively involved yeah would if you could explain what is the Washington Printmakers Gallery for people who may not know. Okay. Washington Printmakers Gallery is a gallery that was started in 1985 by a group of people who met at the Washington Women's Art Center, but it wasn't all women. Um, the reason I'm looking at Norman over there is that and he he was us. a founding father. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we uh, yeah we we often refer to the founding mothers, but then um, this group of people who had been printmakers and and as I understand it, the Washington Women's Art Center had a whole range of media, but the printmakers kind of got together and they did some shows at some other places, and then they got the idea that they would form a regular gallery and they managed to find space in DuPont Circle in a in a gallery and had a space in DuPont Circle and signed a lease and just got going. And it's kept going since 85. They had two locations in DuPont Circle area and then moved for a while out to Silver Spring when they had a nice big gallery upstairs in the building where Pyramid Atlantic was then yeah. located. Moved into this location in 2014 and have been here since. For a long time, they did not, it was all hand-pulled prints. And then I think that they started taking photographers yeah. was after moving here. So I think it was more um, 
there were already, when I joined, there were already three photographers in the in the gallery and then we've taken some since then so but I think that what happened was as the technology of both printmaking and photography has changed there are ways in which there's much more kind of overlap yeah than there's there a lot used more overlap be. than there was just what 20 years ago yeah so yeah so I think that that's one of the one of the reason things that has really changed it and so and so it's been a pretty nice fit and then we have some photographers we've had some photographers who also do printmaking and so and um and so it's been a mix when is the gallery usually open uh on the weekends the gallery is open four days a week uh thursday friday saturday and sunday uh we are open 11 to 6 thursday friday saturday and 12 to 5 on sundays and by appointment uh also if you other times other times yeah is by appointment yeah yeah so it's um it's worth mentioning that another thing about this location is that there's a Georgetown historically has had one of the biggest concentrations of art galleries in the city. And there is a whole concentration of art galleries right along uh, the Book Hill Strip. Others are open. The others are open, um, tend to be open Tuesday through Saturday, but we work we cooperate with them on organizing events and things. So another nice thing is that if people come to our gallery, even though our gallery is not, our gallery is, our gallery has a wide variety of an interesting variety of print making techniques and looks. Um, but also what's nice is you can, on Thursday, Friday and Saturday, you can go see some other galleries on the hill and see a range of artwork yeah. uh, all together as well as getting good food so well we can't mention good food yeah of course yeah yeah and of course your gallery has beautiful lighting as we mentioned earlier <laughs> right so right. uh is it a, a laborious process to to join your organization or well what we do is uh, um, a secret handshake no or... <laughs> no <laughs> no there's an application process it is detailed it's described on our website actually and of course because um uh, there are some other co-op galleries that take a whole range of media in this area, um, and there are there are relatively few that are as limited as we are. There, there's Printmakers Inc., Torpedo Factory, and um, but people can apply. What they can do is they can contact us on the website, and then usually what happens is I send a email back to them telling them about the gallery and the history of the gallery. And what happens is the application process is that people submit their CVA and a portfolio. We can do it online. And then the members the members vote on whether or not to, to accept the person. We are unusual in two that we have distant members as well as local members. That is actually uh, yeah. yeah. So we actually have some members who don't live in the area. Uh, we have one member. We have a couple up in Philadelphia and one up in Connecticut and two members who live in Delaware and another one down in North Carolina. So yeah, we have the East Coast at this point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do have, have which is nice because it can because it means that someone who doesn't live in this area, say they live in a smaller area, they can have a presence in the Washington market, which is which is is a nice thing. I yeah, should yeah. also say too, in the range of printmaking techniques and styles is pretty impressive 
for a relatively small number of, of artists. The current show is Reduction Woodcut, which is a fascinating technique. It is. It's like a, isn't it called the suicide wood? The what? suicide plate. Yeah. 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 Because the, I, I make sure to tell people it's because the plate is committing suicide, not yeah, the no, artist. No one or no thing. Yeah. It's just though only the wood. I, though it does strike me with some of these, by the time you're, by the time you've carved the plate down and you're putting it through the 15th time, and you make a mistake carving, you might feel a little depressed. Yeah. But um, and then, but there is a real range. We have it's a very interesting group of of people. I mean, we have I, I think our our oldest member was a USO entertainer during World War II, and wow, her that's... her job as a USO entertainer was to go to hospitals and draw pictures for soldiers and of soldiers. Oh. Yeah, we have a great memoir she wrote about this in the gallery called Men I Met in Bed. <laughs> uh, and, and, then, and then after the war, she was an instructor, um, or she was on the faculty at Howard University oh, wow. um, for many, many years. Yeah, so yeah, she's a, a wonderful printmaker. Yeah, yeah, so it's a very, uh, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting mix of people as well as work. I'm, I'm assuming you, you like working with all these various types of people, like Norman, who's been in the back. Yes, yes. <laughs> very quietly watching us. Yes, quietly sitting in the back. Yes, I, it's a, no, it's a very, yeah, it's a, it's a lively, interesting group. Um, and people are not afraid to, they're not afraid to tell me what they think, uh, which is that, really good. It's good, yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a very lively, interesting group. And another thing that's a nice benefit of a gallery like this is the normal routine, the typical routine is that, as with most co-op galleries, that you're in group shows and, and there's a solo show. So the way we have it set up is you've seen we have a solo show along one wall um, or one two walls and then we have a group change a group show each month along the other two walls and people kind of come up there's a there's a process kind of when you get your turn to have a solo show we do do some special shows in between we have once a year we have a juried national small work competition right. um and we get printmakers and photographers and book artists um because it's small works on paper um from all over the country and then the winner of that show gets a solo show the following year so there are two months they're kind of special shows but then all also, in between times, sometimes if it turns out that there's a gap for one reason or another, we can organize a thematic show. Um, and we've had some very interesting all-gallery kind of thematic show. I think my favorite was when we did this show. We did a show in the fall of 2017 called We the Immigrants. And, you know, immigration obviously was already a big issue by yeah. then. And one of our printmakers is, um, uh, she's also one of the founders who came here from um, Austria as a teenager. Oh. Um, and so, she, and she suggested this as a theme. And we, we then invited guest artists. Um, I think Deborah was in it too, wasn't she? Yeah, who Deborah, who you met earlier, who oh. is just rejoined, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, a past member, and actually Norman. No, were you in? No, you weren't in that one. But anyway, um, 
So we invited other people. Each artist invited some guest art, and uh, one or two guest artists. So it came out to be a really interesting show. But then one of the loveliest parts of the show was Nina's piece that Nina, the gal who suggested the show, who had come here as a teenager and um, you know and grown and and brought up her children, married here. She did a piece that was this beautiful, lovely print of. Beppo the teddy bear. Beppo the teddy bear, this big teddy bear. And what happened was that a local school, there's a local private school up the way, asked us if they could bring the kids in to see this show. And it's an elementary. And so Nina and I met with them. And Nina told them the story of how she came to the United States and about Beppo the teddy bear. And it was just wonderful because it turns out that Nina's mother was already here and so Nina had to book her own passage and so she booked her train ticket to go to Italy to get on an ocean liner to come to the United States only she didn't understand she needed a visa to get from Austria to Italy and the train and the and and she's on the train holding Beppo and the and the Italian customs guys come on and they say, where's your visa? And she said, I don't have a visa. I don't know about a visa. I've got to get to my, my ship. And she burst into tears. Um, and apparently they just said, oh, go, go, go. <laughs> and so she and Beppo came to the United States and she was on an ocean liner on over the Christmas holidays and New Year's Eve, wow. coming to the United States all alone as a teenager. It was just a wonderful story. Wow. But it was wonderful seeing her telling the kids this and having this kind of thing. So it was very nice to do a show that you, and this is one of the luxuries in some ways of being this kind of thing, gallery, where you can sort of be, you can not always think about selling, but think about doing a show that has an impact and community and is, yeah and 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 is important to the artists involved and I think everybody was very moved and involved in this show so it was really a nice one it was a really nice one to do that's something and I think that's part of the community of artists and artists creating um, so there are times when you're creating a whole show together and and every month when we hang the show it's a group of people working on hanging it and um, that that can be contentious, but it also is a, it's artists working together because hanging this kind of show where you have multiple different different pieces, they're presented in different frames, they're in, you know, you have a real mix. I mean, when you have a, you know, if you look at the solo wall, you'll see that you know, this is one artist and she could plan it all to fit together and she could choose consistent framing and, and presentation. But if you're working with hanging a show where you've got a whole bunch of different pieces come in and you've got to make it work together, yeah. that's a whole different kind of project um, in terms of, of doing it. So it's, yeah, and again, it's everybody working together. The, cal- the calendar reminds me, the famous calendar. Um, actually, yeah, What's I mean... this famous calendar? Well, well, I mean, one of the things about print, about this gallery that I've come to understand, and even though I'm not a printmaker, is that so many printmakers in this region have been, have gone, have been involved with this gallery in one way or another over the years. I mean, if you start asking people and like when the when the um, 
Katz and had the big Washington Women's um, Art Center show last summer, there were a bunch of, of present and former members in it. Anyway, there's the calendar. There, there was the calendar was not technically, I gather, a project of the gallery. It was a project of printmaker groups of printmakers, but must have been sold at the gallery. So there was this one hmm? members, yeah. So anyway, it get, gets associated with the gallery. So there were a number of years where they published these calendars, and and people will to this day come in here and ask about it, or they'll tell me they bought the calendar and they had the prints on their walls all around their house. And actually, um, a collection of the calendars has now gone to AU because um, it was held by um, the Corcoran. Only when the Corcoran, um, when the Corcoran collection was distributed, yeah. um, some uh, parts of it went to the National Gallery, but part of it went to AU. That's right. um, and so I was recently contacted by somebody asking me who's who was doing appraisal of the of the calendar, and. Actually, if you go, if you look for it online, there are actually some used book places that have the calendar for sale on e-books. I think I found it in some wow. places. And Laura's putting was putting together. I think the MLK Library is going to get a collection because when I talked to Laura uh, Huff last year, she said hers were going to be going to the uh, MLK Library is trying to get a complete set of these. So they were these calendars that basically every page was an original print or an original print mounted on the page um, on the calendar page wow. and um, and so they're really impressive uh, yeah and there's still some around and so there's this um, and then people say oh why don't you do it again and it's like and well, I, I say, what'll happen is somebody will say, that sounds wonderful, let's do it. Or why, maybe you should do it again. And then we'll turn to one of the older members, one of the members who was here in the day of the calendars. And they'll say, no, 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 no. And it was like so much work. Uh, anyhow, so, um, but they're, they're, they're of this famous collection. In collection in collectible. Hmm. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. Cool. I, um, I, I did not know that about the calendars. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a it was a very um, yeah it was a very so it's been it is a gallery with it is a gallery with history as a community institution, yeah. um, and um, you know um, and and I think you could say that as some of the other co-op galleries too. I mean, um, but it's it's definitely um, so it's had a place in yeah in in within the art scene in in, in the district. So. Yes, yes, very much, I think, within the art scene and district. I want to say thank you to Sally for taking her time to doing the interview. I also want to say thank you to you for tuning in. If you want to learn more about Sally, you can visit her website at sallyconzeroy.com. That's S-A-L-L-Y. C-A-N-Z-O-N-E-R-I dot com. And you also should make sure to go check out the Washington Printmakers Gallery at WashingtonPrintmakers.com. And they also have a Facebook page. It's at Facebook.com backslash Washington dash Printmakers dash Gallery. 
And of course, you can go to Artbox's website is at artboxdmv.com. Our Instagram is artboxdmv and our Twitter handle is at artdmv. Until next time, thank you.